1: Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: Welcome, everybody, to the Buck Sexton Show. This episode, we have Danielle D'Souza Gill with us. Danielle D'Souza is the host of uh, Counterculture on Epic Times, and she's an old friend of mine, and she's going to be a mom soon. Very exciting things going on. Danielle, welcome to the program.
2: Buck, thanks so much for having me.
0: Let's start with a topic that I think... uh, We're just seeing the early stages of where all this is going to go. Bud Light decided to do a campaign with Dylan Mulvaney, the transgender influencer. And they're starting to, I think, realize this may not be the best brand and bottom line dollars and cents move imaginable. But why did they do it in the first place? Like what was the thinking of the, Obviously, woke exec within the Bud Light hire or within, the, you know, Anheuser Busch company that decided to do this.
2: Yeah. You know, these women like that VP of Bud Light, same with Drew Barrymore, who basically postulated herself before Dylan Mulvaney by kneeling on the floor and kind of making herself. Like praising Dylan Mulvaney, these uh, liberals—they really look for someone like Dylan Mulvaney to be their hero. And I think this is something that Dylan Mulvaney saw himself, because he's actually a man, obviously. And in 2018, he appeared on the Ellen Show as a man. You can see him like coming up from the audience and dancing with her in the show. Then you can see him on The Price Is Right, which he also appeared on as a man. You can also find him in the Book of Mormon as an actor, as a man. So I think if you think of him as an actor, this Broadway actor, he saw that he would get much more publicity and become this big famous person, this trans activist, if he decided to kind of invent this character of this like little girl who basically um, draws in these liberal women somehow. And so why Bud Light chose to hire this VP and chose to say, hey, let's hire someone who really doesn't represent our audience. Uh, she even says herself, it's like fratty males who typically drink Bud Light. Um, so I think that they basically chose to abandon their old audience just in, to, in favor, bring in people like that audience. And, and I don't know if it's going to work for them.
0: But, you know, something that I, I think conservatives need to, to reckon with a little bit, I'm just kind of wondering what your experience with this is or what your perception of it is. We say, go woke, go broke. But that's not really true. <laughs> I mean this is people keep saying this. I'm like, who who has gone broke for going woke? Like Disney didn't go broke. Disney's going to continue to make very um, really trans propaganda content. Uh, that's the plan for the for the longer term. We started to see the beginnings of it. Uh, and you even talk about individuals. I mean, uh, I'm not a big professional sports guy because of all of the politics and the wokeness. I don't really watch any of that stuff anymore, very rarely. But, you know, Colin Kaepernick, richer and more famous than ever before for kneeling during the national anthem. So I feel like we 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 have this coping mechanism of we tell ourselves, well, if you go woke, your company's going to be ruined uh, or your business is going to be ruined. And I, I say to myself, I haven't really seen that yet. I mean, maybe we will with Anheuser-Busch, but they also own dozens of brands.
2: Yeah. Definitely. And I think that's something that unfortunately, the older conservative generation tends to think because I think they still think of America as the America 50 years ago, where it was largely a Christian nation. Of course, there was the 60s, the sexual revolution, all kinds of bad things were happening. But they kind of thought, well, that's kind of like crazy people over here, crazy people over there. That's never going to affect me living in this place in middle America or whatever it is. And so I think they would complain about it, but kind of just let it happen. I'm not blaming them, but um, transgenderism really is taking over the nation. And I think Tucker talked about this recently, how it's the new religion of America, basically. All of these young people are now identifying as trans. And so if that's really true, if all of these people are saying, I'm trans now, or even if I'm not trans, I'm an ally of trans and and all this, then, of course, they're not going to go woke, go broke, because people actually like this ideology and want to support it. And they feel so strongly about it that they're willing to stop supporting anything remotely conservative. Of course, if you wear a MAGA hat, whatever, you're canceled. But we don't really do that to the other side. And so I think that we're kind of coming into this a little bit late in the game at this point, because it's it actually has really taken over in a very scary way.
0: You know, I'll just tell you, I... I also think that they've seized that the left has seized so much power in different corporations and either are full on from the leadership on down left wing, or there's enough of an influence in the company that left wing policies and, and ideology is pursued through the the business, the way that it functions. That we have businesses now that are effectively believe themselves at least to be boycott proof that and that have enormous influence i mean like, you know an example of this would be something like uh, amazon i mean amazon yeah. shut down we all remember parlor before the election kicked them off their amazon web services platform. So basically said we're not going to host you anymore and they did this mm-hmm. you know it, it was so clear this was just politics nobody boycott amazon right I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I did. I'm like, well, I'm used to getting my packages the next day, right? So I I think that the work that we have to do, you know, people like to congratulate themselves very quickly for these things, but, you know, choosing to buy Coors Light over Bud Light once and then going back to buying Bud Light or even going and buying Stella Artois, which they own, and, uh, you know, a whole range of other brands, that has no effect whatsoever on them, right? So... I think that we have to be much more serious on the right and much more realistic about what we are doing and what we're willing to do to push back on the very clear agenda from these companies. I mean, and they're, they are coming for your kids, by the way, too. I mean, that's we'll talk about this and you're going to be a mom soon, but they really do want yeah. to indoctrinate the youth. That's a big part of it.
2: Right, and I think that we as conservatives always think in terms of—I don't want to say we always think in terms of money, but we always think like, oh, well, they're going to do what's in their best self-interest. Obviously, they're not going to torpedo themselves. Obviously, this and that. But the left is so committed to their ideology that, in many ways, um, like they don't really mind the suffering they have to go to to go through to get somewhere. Whereas I think we are more likely to say, well, you know, we don't really want to give up our Amazon. We don't want to give up this and that. And I totally get that. But, um, I guess I would say maybe this has more to do with big tech, but big tech, for example, it's like those monopolies are so big. Like you really can't make your own Google. You can't make your own YouTube. Like they're owned by the same people. Facebook is so massive. Of course, Parler had their moment, but it's like basically impossible because these are monopolies. And so we definitely should have people creating these businesses and, in the, um, on their own but we have to have the government step in at this point because monopolies is not really what capitalism is that's crony capitalism and i'm not saying that about bud light but um in many other examples if we literally just had free speech i think we would convince so many more people and we wouldn't have you know half of our youth identifying as trans so i think they're all connected because as long as they're stifling us and we can't even get our message out it's like well, yeah, how are people going to buy our brand if we were to create an alternate beer company or whatever it is? So we can't just go tell people to create their own companies because then you face all these other obstacles.
0: So I want to ask you also about the uh, Riley Gaines getting attacked recently. You may have seen what the video, right? It's so appalling. And And the school, the UC San Francisco, I think it was, um, put out a statement in support of the protesters' First Amendment rights. So they mob a woman, they attack her physically. She's an invited guest on the campus to speak. There's violence against her from a lunatic transgender man who tries to hit her, or you know, a man who says he's trans or whatever. And and she's now taking legal action, she says, uh, over this. Uh, I'm actually talking to Riley, I think, uh, next week on the show. So, um, But anyway, I, I want to come back to that with you in a second and talk about just how it is as a woman. Um, to be looking around at the society that seems to think that womanhood is like a silly costume that people can you know, put on and take off and we're all supposed to genuflect in front of it. It's really pretty pretty shocking and embarrassing. You know, there are recent bank failures and they were the nation's largest collapse of any financial institution since 2008. If you've been on the fence about buying gold and silver, now is the time to make the call that you've been waiting on. Gold and silver can be protection for your portfolio but can also be used as currency, and I think we could use both of those soon. Why not have a little gold and silver on hand just in case to protect your portfolio? Now is the time to call the Oxford Gold Group and just hear what they have to say. The phone call is free. Securing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver is a portfolio protection plan, and the Oxford Gold Group has made it as easy as one, two, three. One, you apply, one call, and you pick your precious metals, okay? That's it. Now you can own precious metals just like I do. Uh, mine came from the Oxford Gold Group years ago. By the way, call the Oxford Gold Group and ask about additional free bonus opportunities, and you may be eligible for those bonus opportunities. But you got to call and find out. Call eight three three four zero four GOLD, eight three three four zero four G O L D. So go get some gold for yourself, folks. I've got my gold right in here. I've got Danielle. I've got some gold coins, gold bars. I'm just saying. Good to have. Good to have on hand. Good to have. Plus they plus. It's, it's nice. It's pretty. I like it. All right. So Riley Gaines, the fastest actual female swimmer in her event, the NCAA championship. She lost to the man who was saying he was a woman in the NCAA finals. Uh, swimming for University of Pennsylvania, you recall, Leah Thomas, formerly some other guy's name, Thomas. And um she's speaking out about how she thinks that she's not even what I think is so interesting, and this is so important, I wanted you to to give your thoughts. She's not even like anti-trans, whatever that would mean. She's fine with, you know, transgender individuals living their lives as they want. She just says, Can you not compete in women's sports because you're destroying women's sports? And for that message, they physically assaulted her on a college campus, an angry mob on video.
2: Yeah, it's crazy because she's not really a political person. She's a an athlete and she she loves that her sport and so i think it's crazy how that has become such a radical political ideology where now even just a normal person is canceled like this and not to mention canceled but even violently attacked i mean this is obviously a different situation but i when i was in college i would video these speakers just getting totally shouted down totally attacked and the speakers just get canceled, they get thrown off the campus. And this is basically what the administration encourages. So they don't like just come up with these ideas themselves. They're like sitting around doing nothing about at a library, and then decide that they're going to go wreak havoc on people. And then the administration far from saying, guys, like, please be responsible adults, you're supposed to be going off into the world after this, they basically encourage it. And in this situation, the school even put out that statement, Um, acting like the trans people were the victims, acting like they were the ones who were harmed or they were the ones who now need counseling and need to have resources available to them because this was such a triggering experience, even though they were the ones that were um, being violent towards her. Um, But that's kind of the world we live in. And that's why we have to ask, we have this big ask to say to to people of women saying, like, stand up out there, be willing to be violently attacked if you're going to be, and not even conservative, but if you're going to be um, someone who wants fairness in sports, that means you have to be willing to be shouted down like this. And even when we talked about the companies, if you want to be you know, following your values, you have to be willing to give up all these things. So we have these big asks we make of people, and it makes it really difficult to, to go through life like that, especially as a young person.
0: Well, you know, you said big asks. They are demanding, really asking, asking with a threat of force, which I think you could say is a demand, that you and I and everybody else listening and watching, um, to borrow from Orwell's 1984, refuses the evidence of our eyes and ears. That we will look at somebody who is clearly not a woman and say that as a woman. I mean, it really all comes down to that. And not only say it, but act like it in terms of policy, sports, bathroom usage, you know, everything. Scholarships for schools, you name it they're asking us to affirm the most obvious untruth imaginable. I think that's asking far too much.
2: Of course. And the result of what's going to happen is girls won't play sports anymore. They won't play sports in high school because they can't get into college. They can't get scholarships. They can't become you know, athlete of the year and all these things. And so, um, the reason we have separate sports is so that women actually can participate because if they're with men, you basically can't participate unless I guess you're willing to get beaten up. And in this situation, if you refuse to acknowledge this, you're still beaten up. So either way, you basically are in a lose-lose situation. Um, so I think it's going to be a totally different world for, for, for women, honestly, um, in this whole genre. But I think that's what the left wants. I mean, this is kind of a side note, but I think the left really wants women taking over corporations. They want them to be CEOs. They want to have women have equal pay and they want them doing all this stuff. So yeah, they don't want them running around playing sports and doing all these other things because they just want them to be taking over our, our country's businesses. Um, it's really sad that the vision that they have for our, our country.
0: So I also wanted to ask you about the, because you're up on this apparently. This is fat. You're gonna, I'm going to have to step back for a second. And, and, and this is a, obviously a bit of an abrupt topic change. But the American people, based on the metrics, what they're clicking on on websites, what they watch on TV, are fascinated by Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. I am perpetually just in a state of shock by, over this. I'm like, I don't understand. So before we get into whether they're going to, what is it, go to the royal coronation or something, and this is a big to-do, um, does that mean, by the way, that so that guy, the guy who is married to Diana is going to be the king, right? Is that what's happening? That's the thing. It's all it's that's all, what's
2: happening. Charles. It's all so
0: stupid. Yes. It's all so and Camilla. The other um, women. Why, why are people like try to help me understand this? And I don't even know how if you're somebody that just watches it because you think, you know, Harry and Meghan Markle are such a train wreck or whatever. But Americans are I'm in the minority here. Americans are fascinated by the British royal family. Why?
2: I think it's because they're the last vestige. Okay, this is kind of the positive argument, which is that they're the last vestige of this like tradition and sort of um, this like older world. But then I think in another sense, they're basically just celebrities who didn't really have to do anything to become celebrities other than by being born. Um, Whereas our celebrities here, even though they're woke and crazy, supposedly are actors and do things. So, um, yeah, I think Megan basically wanted that. She wanted to be in Hollywood. She was on suit. She wanted to be this big actress. She didn't really make it. She was, I think in her forties and basically not really known as an actress. Um, so obviously marrying Harry really escalated her to another level. Um, but I think what's the most crazy about them is the reason that they left the Royal family in 2021, at least that they stated is because they wanted to live a life of service. Then their tax returns come out and, and according to their foundation, they work about one hour a week on their uh, foundation.
0: <laughs> that's more so than the rest of the royal themselves. family works, by the way. But that's anyway, yeah.
2: literally what they claimed. So I'm like, OK, so they really think that they're these good people. They're these like good Samaritans who care about minorities and all this stuff. Um, and in reality, they spend most of their time on their documentary on themselves, a six part documentary on their own life. And then on his massive book, which I was like, this is just unbelievably long. I can't believe you you could even have something so long on a, a young person. But yeah, basically, I think people are just so fascinated by the royal family also because of all of the um, the family drama that they're choosing to air out and capitalize on. They're making a lot of money on this and people want to buy their stuff.
0: I I just don't get it. I don't know. I sit here. And it's one of those parts of uh, of the media landscape that uh, I find baffling to the, to this day. I think Meghan Markle. Well, you know, she does serve this very. I I think there are a lot of people on the left for whom Meghan Markle is that uh, they get really excited about it because she's incredibly privileged in in life to have married into a royal family, you know, married millionaires, and is now very famous because of this, but as we see from many uh, woke people, particularly woke people who identify as people of color, uh, she claims to, or, you know, are, or identify as, um, she claims that uh, she faces racism. So, so she's like, uh, you know, uh, attached to the British throne, marries Harry, is a super, super millionaire now, is getting paid ungodly amounts of money for no work effectively, and gets to live this like tabloid lifestyle, but then she turns around and says, but also the British Royal Family is racist. And there are a lot of there's a lot of racism that's holding me back. Oh. Explain that. I mean, you know, I, I think this is interesting. You you, you know, you you could uh, uh identify as a person of color, Danielle. So what is your take on this?
2: My goodness. I mean, Megan finds every situation to make her out to be the victim. It doesn't matter what it is, and it doesn't matter if it's Um, her race, her gender, whatever she finds everything she does to make her a victim. Even when she talked about being on, um, the briefcase show where she like was paid to stand there holding a briefcase, which I think she chose to be on out of her own choice. She's like, oh, I was objectified. It's like, okay. Then she goes and does her Oprah interview. She's like, they're all racist. They think my baby's going to be black. Obviously her baby is like white with red hair, but aside from that, um, everything triggers her. She, I think, wanted to leave the royal family because she wanted to be number one. And obviously the way the royal family works is she's always number two and William and Kate are number one. So they didn't want to subordinate themselves to the system. They didn't want to be part of something where they're not in control. And so, of course, now she thinks, oh, I'm the biggest star. But I think that it's going to run out, honestly, because you were saying, why are people so interested in this? Well, I think they cashed in, they got a lot of money and a lot of people are interested, but now their approval ratings way down. I think it's going to just keep going down and eventually they're not going to have anything else to talk about because the only thing they're famous for talking about is their experiences with the Royals and they've now cut them out of their lives. So I could see them going to the coronation just because they want the drama. They want more things to talk about so they can play victim, but also it won't be on their own terms.
0: I, I guess I I always say this. I thought that we fought a, a war a few centuries ago, so we would never have to pay attention to the British royal family again. But I'm wrong. The media is obsessed with them, so uh, we'll continue to watch that one. Um, but I know you moved to Texas from New York, and I, I want to talk to about Texas. the the red state migration effect. I moved to Florida from New York, so let's come back and discuss how that's going. But first, Mike Lindell and his team at My Pillow have introduced their 2.0 version of the product that started it all for them nearly 20 years ago. MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, but now has brand new exclusive fabric that is made with temperature-regulating thread. You're going to find this MyPillow 2.0 to be the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. If you're constantly tossing and turning at night, flipping your pillow over, looking for that cool spot on it, those nights are over when you get your MyPillow 2.0, and this is the great part. Buy one, get one free right now for a limited time. When you use my name as the promo code buck. So go to mypillow.com, click on radio listener specials. You'll get this buy one get one free offer on the mypillow 2.0. Enter promo code uh, promo code buck B-U-C-K. When you go to mypillow.com, get the mypillow 2.0, buy one, get one free. Because you need two pillows on the bed at least. And you'll like it so much, everybody, you'll probably get four of them. So check it out. Uh mypillow.com, promo code buck. Danielle. You're a Texan. Now you're a Texan. I how's a that Texan. going? I'm a, I'm a Floridian. We don't have cool accents here, but how's Texas?
2: Oh my gosh. I love Texas. I've always wanted to live in Texas. Um, I think I even like a long time ago thought like hmm, one day I want to live in Texas, but I think it's because I just love how they're so proud of their state and everybody loves being a Texan and everybody's so happy to live in freedom. So yeah, I fled New York where I lived kind of temporarily and um, it's pretty much the opposite of Texas because it's a place where nobody has weapons. Nobody is really <laughs> polite to anybody else. So I'm definitely much happier in Texas.
0: But do you think, though, this is part of a of a broader political sorting and uh, in a political, you know, it's like people are self de- self deporting from blue places like New York, California, New Jersey, Illinois, And going to Florida, Tennessee, Texas, uh, I I feel like this is going to have major, it it is already having, but it will have even more major implications for the future of this country.
2: Yes, the only thing is you have to take your politics with you. So I do worry about, you know, like what if people moving here are conservative, like the Californians moving to Austin. It's like we can't have too much of this or we need to go red pill them. I don't know because we don't want too much of that. But if you're conservative moving to Texas or Florida, then I'm all for it.
0: I would think that the people that are leaving these places for the most part, um, I would think that they are tend to be on the conservative side just because, you know, I think that with COVID and the BLM riots and all these things that have happened, the people that are fleeing the blue States tend to be conservative. But in the case of, uh, of Austin, for example, um, they've been getting inflow from California for a long time, and there are a lot of libs from California. So it really depends on the period, I think, and and the specifics of of the situation. Whereas in Florida, because of the shutdown of the whole Northeast, you know, Massachusetts, New York, uh, New Jersey, uh, those kinds of states, basically New England and the uh, what do they call it, the Mid Atlantic, I guess, states. Um, because of that, you had people like me who are just like, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to pay crazy taxes to these Democrat maniacs anymore. I'm going to go find something else.
2: Yeah, for sure. And a lot of people, I think, who moved even from California to Texas did have that common sense. They were like, my taxes are insane. California's going down the toilet. I just hope that they don't then think also, wait, but wouldn't Texas be so great if we didn't have guns? Wouldn't Texas be so great if we you know, changed and all the social issues and had abortion and all these other things. It's like, hopefully they, they realize that the California recipe, the New York recipe really doesn't work. It's the Texas, Florida recipe that works, um, because otherwise you end up with these blue cities like Austin, but also there are a bunch of like famous California celebrities that moved to Austin and popularized it. And so, um, yeah, so I don't think that's the norm
0: want to take a moment here to ask everybody out there how their energy level is, because if you feel like you could use a boost, a little more focus, a little more oomph in your day, go check out Chalk. Chalk is a company that wants to help you get dialed in so that you are doing your best day in and day out. They make supplements that have helped so many men and women already in this audience. Uh, the most effective supplements that can bring your energy level back to an optimum level. They spent years looking for the right helpful ingredients and organized them into products especially made for men and women. If you're looking for an answer that's a little more developed than a second cup of coffee in the afternoon, check out Chalk's male vitality stack or the female vitality stack. Each one is formulated to help maximize your everyday potential. Their website may be the simplest and easiest thing to spell once you learn it. Chalk.com. C-H-O-Q. Chalk.com. Use my name, Buck, when you make your first purchase on the site, get 35% off any Chalk subscription for life. Uh, That's for life, 35% off for that subscription. So just go to Chalk.com, pick what you want. Men and women, they have different uh, setups for you for your optimum energy. The supplements are made for either men or women specifically. So go to Chalk.com, use my name, Buck. And remember, your subscription can be canceled at any time, but that rarely happens because people love these products. Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com. All right, Danielle, on to some some fun stuff. You got a baby coming soon. This will be the first one. Very exciting. Congrats uh, in advance to you and your husband. So um, how does it feel that you're going to be a mom for the first time?
2: I'm very excited. It's definitely a hu- huge, crazy change because I moved at basically the same time um, as being pregnant. So that's always really funny. But, um, but yeah, I think it's, it's really exciting. So I'm excited to meet new people here. I'm excited for that. And um, New York is not the place, I think, to be raising kids in any way, in any sense of the word. Um, even if you homeschooled them, I mean, I don't know, everything outside of your apartment would be craziness. So um, yeah, so I'm definitely very excited about that.
0: Have you already picked a name?
2: Not, I have not, because I don't know the gender. I'm waiting to find out till the baby's born.
0: Oh, Right, that's a thing. But, you know, Danielle, you know, apparently doctors make mistakes about the baby's gender now. That's what we're told, so.
2: Oh, gosh, yeah. They will not be picking their pronoun or their gender or any of that. Um, But I just feel like it'll be fun to find out the old-fashioned way, you know? Like, it comes out, and then you're like, oh, it's a boy or it's a girl. I mean, we have all this technology people find out really early. But I'm like, it's more fun this way.
0: Oh, so that's what I was going to say. Yeah, you're obviously waiting to just, you know, look at what, look at what God hath made when it, when it is born, when the baby is born. And then you will know male or female. But I just think it's funny that we, you know, we are really told this now that this is, you actually can't know the, the, the gender of the baby when it, when it is born, even after it's born, because that gender can change. So uh, I yeah, know you I don't mean, believe that. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's a that. big thing that pediatricians now are so woke that um, I think Jesse Kelly, your um friend, he was like, I had to change pediatricians so many times because half of them like ask my kid their gender or don't acknowledge gender and all this. And I'm pretty sure he lives in Texas. So that that is disturbing. Um, but yes, no, the the baby has a gender and we will find out the old fashioned way, um, like you know, the baby going down the river in the olden days and you find out what it is.
0: Yes. Yes, uh, that that is the way that it had been for a, a very, very long time.
1: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined.
0: Any any thoughts you want to share before we close up here on what you're seeing right now for the 2024 election? Something I I tend to ask most of the guests here on the show. Just what's what's your sense of what's going on?
2: Oh, man. I mean, I think it's unlike really any other situation we've been in. I mean, with Trump, with his arrest and all of this going on at the same time, we've never had a former president arrested who was also running for president. Um, So that's pretty crazy. I don't really think anyone has a chance other than Trump and DeSantis. So I'm not really, I don't know, maybe the other people want like a cabinet position in the future or something like that. Um, I think that Vakramaswamy really handled the, um, the Trump indictment really well and talking about it, even though he's running against Trump and talking about um, how political persecution is just like an issue that's so important and we have to fight against regardless of, whether you support this person or not, it's like gotten to an unbelievable level. Um, Nikki Haley, I mean, I, I don't even know why she's running, but I guess that's what you have to do if you have a, have a big name and you've been raising money for a while. And she kind of decided probably when she stepped down from working for Trump that, oh yeah, I'm gonna like run for president. So I don't know. But um, but I'm, I'm very excited to see what happens. Some people say they think this infighting is really good for us because it's like, the best man will win. And it's like, this is democracy at work or something. I I don't know if I feel like that, honestly, because I think our side could really use some strength. And um, so yeah, I don't really love like a ton of the like inter attacks on social media between like some of the people on both sides. But hey, I mean, I think that they'll play out and the best person will win. Um, And hopefully just along the way, people continue to support both people. I mean, I really love both people, honestly. And I think Trump was one of our greatest presidents. He's my favorite president and I love Trump. And I truly love the way that Trump acts. I love his personality and I really love DeSantis. I think the things he's done in Florida have been really amazing and incredible. And he's definitely my favorite governor. So I think a lot of people feel like that. Like most people I talk to aren't like, oh my gosh, I'm like, some hater or something of, of whoever. I mean, if you're conservative, obviously if you're liberal, then you probably hate both of them. But, um, I don't know. I just, that's where I am on the, on the situation. All right. No, and I, we'll, we'll I just take want it to work out.
0: Um, where should people go to check out counterculture your show?
2: Yes, you can get the Epic times app which just the easiest way. And then you go to the TV section and then you can just watch my show there. And I think you can enter your email and watch it for free there. Or you can find me on social media where I put all my clips. And I'm Danielle D'Souza Gill on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, True Social, all the places.
0: All the places. Danielle, thanks so much for hanging out. Great, uh, Great news about the baby. Good luck to you. We'll talk to you soon.
2: Great. Thanks, Buck. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air?
1: For years, and I really like it.